the pressure to level up your wardrobe for the first day on the job when you are a new member of Congress, especially, is real. We're going to get into how newly elected representatives are getting creative and asking for help and what we can all learn from them with shopping and lifestyle expert Amy E. Goodman. It is Tuesday, November 17th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of also another podcast, uh, the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. I'm coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Amy E. Goodman, a lifestyle journalist, coming to you from my kitchen island in Washington, D.C. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines and the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders is mixed in there. Today, we have Amy Goodman here. We also take questions and comments from our money friends, both from our live audience and from our social media channels. And we wrap it up with a takeaway to make it all your own. Welcome, Amy. This is, oh my gosh, I feel like you've been part of the show forever because you fit in so well with everyone, but really it's only your second round of tapings. This is your third episode you're joining us for. Um, What have you been up to the last month? It has been actually extremely busy. Uh, We're preparing for all the kind of holiday segments, as you can well imagine. I have one this this week on Wednesday with about fashion. So today our topic is so on point uh, and it's all about kind of outfitting the viewers of the Today Show with some great fall fashion and winter fashion picks. So along those lines, also a lot of kind of shopping segments and it's a very, as we say, hectic time of year. All right. So everybody, if you're listening to this when it's first released tomorrow, Wednesday, November 18th, make sure to check out Amy on the Today Show. Um, Let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into today's show. This is Trey from TrueTrey.com. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. All right. So the headline, you actually found this really fascinating story, Amy. It's from The Lily. Um, what is The Lily? That's a, it's a, tell it, do you know, or do you know this website? Uh, yeah, it's a part and a portion of the Washington Post. And they kind of bring uh, lifestyle pieces uh, to kind of curious minds. Oh, very cool. And this fits in perfectly with that. Um, The headline here is Corey Bush said shopping for Congress is too expensive and members of the squad had tips. So Corey Bush, for those who don't know, she's a newly elected congresswoman from Missouri and she's a single mom. She has been at times homeless. She's worked as a nurse, a pastor and an activist. And she posted um, about her wardrobe challenges. It went viral. She got lots of tips, including from her fellow legislators, including going to thrift shops, how to find great sales. And also someone suggested Rent the Runway for special events, something I have personally used. Have you used Rent the Runway, Amy? I have, yes. For special events, I've used it a couple of times. I used it. By the way, I was on, in the before, I actually had a regular subscription because when I was doing events to promote my book and different things and working with clients, I always needed new outfits. So I've been a huge fan of Rent the Runway. Anyway, so back to Corey Bush. So the whole idea of this piece, and I think the reason that we wanted to talk about it was it's not just 
you know, politicians that are newly elected to office and suddenly have to get a wardrobe together before, by the way, they have the money to pay for it. I mean, if you start any new job, very often, unless you get a signing bonus, I mean, you are on your own to be ready on day one. And you're often not getting a paycheck for a couple of weeks after you even start. So that in and of itself is a little bit of a a sort of arbitrage. Um, And it's also expensive to be a woman when you are, especially at all times in terms of wardrobe and generally you know, your looks when you, when it comes, especially to a professional environment. One thing I thought was interesting in the piece is Janet Yellen, who was the former head of the federal reserve. She was derided for wearing the same black jacket and, and shirt to her Senate confirmation hearing as when president Barack Obama announced her nomination a month earlier. I mean, the same outfit a month apart and she caught flack for it. It's so wrong, Amy. All right. So just, first of all, Um, Tell us what you think about this, and then I know you have a personal story you're going to share. Yeah, this really unearthed a lot of emotions for me because on one side, there's the shopping factor and affordability factor. And when you're first entering a job, and I would even say the job interview, there's a lot of stress to look appropriate and represent your personality and fashion, if that's your style, and try to get the gig and then maintaining the gig once you get it with, again, appropriate fashion is a very expensive type of upkeep. The other part of the article that really resonated was kind of the differentiation between men and women women and the expectations of clothing and how much women are judged by their clothing. And it almost makes like a separate commentary outside of even a single days of work. So it really made me think back to when I even started at InStyle Magazine. Can you imagine getting ready for a fashion interview to begin with? And I, I wasn't even interviewing for the fashion division of the magazine, but still walking into the halls of InStyle. I was a student at the time very, very limited budget. You know, I was racking up student debt before I was graduating. And what was, what were the right outfits? So I literally used a a suit that I'd had for a while, but was cut stylishly, but appropriately. And then I did a whole bunch of mini buttons all over my head. And to this day, my two then bosses that eventually ended up having me, I would, they weren't the ones who exactly hired me, but part of the hiring process said, you know, those mini buns, really, we, it was such a statement and that actually cost very little, the cost of bobby pins essentially. That's so creative. I absolutely love that. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, it, it's interesting in the article, they also talk about that this is something that's become so prominently well-known that the workwear company MM Lafleur actually got involved with this and they launched a ready-to-run initiative just to loan clothing to women seeking office and more than a thousand people applied right away. So this is a big thing. It really is. And I think the fact that there has been a proliferation of fashion companies who are now offering subscriptions on all different levels, you have casual clothing and you have work appropriate clothing and all these different divisions of these subscription companies, and they're doing very, very well, speaks to the fact that women do want new clothes to wear to the workplace that do look fantastic and speak to their personal style, but yet don't wish to drain their paychecks that they're getting every single you know, couple, two weeks or every month. Um, to pour back in, into the into the fashion closet. Not to mention, there's limited space for a lot of first-time closets. If you are first starting out with your first job, you might not have the biggest closet to sustain a large work wardrobe. So uh, some of the ideas that came out uh, to the Congresswoman were to do thrifting, to buy things like scarves and accessories that immediately update any type of ensemble that you have. But really the judgment that passes on 
women, repeating outfits has to go by the wayside. Even Ariana Huffington started a campaign several years ago that was titled hashtag repeat and encouraged women to use the hashtag anytime they repeated an outfit on social. Uh, obviously, there has been a huge response. And even when I'm on television, I try to do a hashtag repeat if I'm repeating an outfit. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And it's interesting that also the whole idea of your coworkers chiming in to help you. She got so much help from different different representatives who gave her different advice. Um, Representative um, Alexandra... AOC, Alexandria. AOC, yeah. <laughs> AOC. I mean, I know. But, you know, look, she faced it herself. I mean, she was criticized for dressing too nicely um, on, on Twitter and people attacked her. I mean, it almost seems like you can't win because, I mean, if you come into your first day of any job and you just look like too stylish, then there's a backlash. So, I mean, you almost can't win this judgment. It's really hard. It is very hard. I think you have to find your lane and kind of as quickly as you can try to find your style that represents your personality and and just go with it and try not to listen to the naysayers too much. And people really have no idea where your clothing comes from. I recently wore a piece from ThreadUp, which is a consignment site where you can buy gently used secondhand clothing on the site on Live with Kelly and Ryan. And Kelly always runs over and she's like, oh my God, so tell me what you're wearing today. I've worn everything from $6 clearance dresses from Nordstrom Rack to things from like the consignment secondhand dress. She's like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And if I had, I not even disclosed that to her, she wouldn't have really known, right? No. So there's, there's ways to be resourceful, to still walk in stride with your style and not break the bank, especially during these economic times. Yes. I want to include some of the comments from our audience. Here are some suggestions from our Instagram audience. By the way, everyone, please follow us on Instagram at MoneyFriendsPod. That's also our handle on Twitter at MoneyFriendsPod. So we have M Armstrong. 89 says clearance racks, thrift stores, etc. Also two pairs of pants, two shirts, um, and one set of shoes and sit are six different outfits. So that's a lot of like strategy with mixing and matching, right? I think that's why the capsule wardrobe really took off. I think it was about five years ago when the whole concept came to being where you really pare down to the basics and you do mixing and matching. And then maybe seasonally, you'll do a couple of updates, maybe a new blouse or a different color pants to kind of mix things up a bit. So definitely being very uh, kind of minimalist in the pieces that you own, but making sure that they mix and match are an excellent way to stretch your wardrobe. We also have Layla Kim official saying, purchase a few classic staples that are versatile. Um, and we have Lizette talking about consignment and second hair stores and the st second hand stores. And then Annette talking about thrift stores. And I know our friend Trey Bodge is really big on secondhand stores and she always looks amazing. And I don't know how she does it. I love when she shares her thrift store finds and we're thrifters here too. My, my daughter particularly loves to express her very, she, she would self-describe as fun, quirky style by pieces that she mixes and matches across the racks from thrifting. Yeah, it's, it's such a good idea. I have never been good at it. I have tried to buy some secondhand stores stuff, but I can never find the little gems. I don't know. Maybe I just don't have a good eye for it. I am very good on that sales rack though. 
I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, it is an investment of time sometimes, depending on um, the different organizations of stores. So you can find ones that are a bit more organized at times, which might help you in your quest and search. I wanted to share a little story from the Hill if I can. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So when I was doing a lot of public speaking around my book, Where This Tossed That, I was asked and invited to go speak at the Hill. And it was uh, just like entry kind of level positions. Um, they have like this club, like this kind of fashion club, kind of loosely termed. And they brought me in to talk about the seasonal trends at the moment. And then also just like how they could extend that affordability with their existing paycheck. Also, another caveat to that was the summer intern problem, as they described it, when summer interns come and rush in over the summertime and are completely inappropriately attired. Now, I just, a little caveat, I know not every summer intern is inappropriately attired, but in addition to not only they have to pay for all their housing and their transportation to get to Washington, D.C. as a student, that is a huge bundle of cash right there. And then on top of that, to ask them to be professionally attired in for the Hill. It's just a lot to ask. So we came up with this solution that maybe they could start a summer intern closet where people could make donations of clothing they're no longer using that were gently used to enable and show and exemplify to the interns what appropriate attire meant on the Hill and also have a kind of roving closet that everybody could take advantage of to outfit themselves appropriately. That is such a good idea. And I wish they could do that. We should do that at every workplace because there's so many large firms where people come in and they don't have that wardrobe. I mean, my own stepdaughter, she had to go out and buy things for her corporate job that ironically she only wore for about six months before the lockdown. But it was a thing, you know, how to balance it. And she was searching at places that were very affordable, but they weren't like, you know, beautiful quality clothes. It was just sort of things that she could get by until she started earning more of her own money. And it was a real balance for her. And she actually, oh, here's another thing. She went through my wardrobe and asked me, <laughs> well, but there were things that I wasn't wearing because I don't go into an office the way that I used to. And so she did. And that might be something is go to your friends that maybe have had job shifts or maybe you know are older and don't wear certain things and just ask them, are there things that you might be giving away soon? that I can use or even borrow for a few months that you're sort of not wearing as often and borrow them for a few months to get started and then even give them back, that kind of thing. So I think that may be a good idea. You know, talk to maybe your older relatives that have classics in their, their wardrobe. I mean, she was taking blazers and things that are, you know, were things like theory blazers and, and expensive and they're four or $500 sometimes, but I wasn't wearing them and they're perfect for her to use and pair with maybe a, a few different, like a cool blouse that's sort of more hip for her at age 24. I love the idea of the fashion buddy. It works out well, especially if you have yeah. similar work environments where the dress code is similar and that's where it fits best. The only caveat there is you have to make sure you're the kind of very similar or close in size, but then you can actually literally flip wardrobes even mid-season or a different season so that you can just send off a whole box of clothes and your fashion buddy will do the same for you. Oh my God. Yeah. I was talking about hand-me-downs more. That's so brilliant, Amy. I love that. Yeah. Or just swap with your friends, <laughs> have like a once a month swap where you guys all swap yeah. your clothing and you have different jobs and you guys get an instant wardrobe refresh. Oh my gosh, Amy, you're so brilliant. Okay. Hold that thought. We're going to get your takeaway in a minute, but first I want to talk about, you know, affordability for investments because we have a, you know, it's hard when you're starting out to afford a wardrobe. It's also hard to afford to invest in, you know, things that may be very aspirational like art. 
Art is something that can be a very interesting investment. Um, Part of your portfolio, I do want to stress that this doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest in the stock market, in a diversified portfolio and all of that. But part of a diversified portfolio could be things that are not necessarily equities. And one thing that I think is incredibly compelling is the art world. Art, by the way, is one of the oldest and largest asset classes in the world. Deloitte estimates that there is $1.7 trillion in total wealth held in art. But the truth is, Amy, just like having a fabulous designer outfit, um, and now we can all access it in the ways we just talked about, art you know, doesn't have to be only for the ultra rich. So we have Masterworks here helping to support the show. They're the first platform that lets anybody invest at art at a fraction of the normal price. So you can buy and sell shares of multi-million dollar paintings by blue chip artists like Andy Warhol, Jean-Michel Basquiat, Banksy, and more as easily as trading stocks. Now you do have to learn a lot about it and you do have to make sure that you qualify, but um, you don't have to be a hedge fund guru to to know about it. So the fact is that, um, oh my goodness, um, I lost my talking points. But um, this is something that the ultra wealthy have been doing for many years, and you know it is something that can sometimes outperform the S and P five hundred. It has, and from two thousand to twenty eighteen, art outperformed the S and P by an incredible one hundred eighty percent. Something to think about because right now the S&P 500 has been at record highs and maybe some people are thinking about diversifying. So you can learn more about Masterworks by going to masterworks.io and use the code, the promo code MWF, because believe it or not, Amy, they actually at Masterworks have a waiting list of 25,000 people to learn more and potentially invest in artwork through Masterworks. So you go to masterworks.io, use the promo code MWF, and if it is right for you, their experts are gonna create a custom portfolio to meet your investment needs. Again, that is masterworks.io, use the promo code MWF. And it is important to see there's some big, um, more things that you need to know because art is different from investing in stocks. So you do wanna read the important information at masterworks.io forward slash disclaimer before you move forward. But I think this is fascinating and I've always been very interested in art and frankly intimidated by it. Just like it's intimidating, frankly, to walk into a Chanel store or a Gucci store. So I just don't. But maybe it's not as intimidating when you're you know, looking for that to augment your wardrobe and you're buying maybe a used one on the real real to boost your wardrobe for your first job, right? Yes, exactly. Was that a good segue to our takeaways? I don't know. Amy, <laughs> what, Amy what's your takeaway for everybody? Well, I'm very grateful, actually, that the Congresswoman was very candid about her frustration with the kind of her budgetary restrictions and what to wear to work in an environment that's very high pressure and where every move is so closely watched and guarded, um, especially when they're starting out on the Hill. So, um, and it, it really translates because she says, these are kind of real issues for real people. And very much, I think that we're all feeling a squeeze, especially now. Um, maybe some people aren't spending as much money on their fashion wardrobe. Maybe you're not using a professional work attire that that much because you're at home, but still need to have it for your Zoom or your um, video recording conference calls. So I actually felt like it was a really emotional topic on on many fronts. Um, And I'm very glad that the discussion is out and open and how we can be resourceful about fashion and still uh, really step forward with our kind of best fashion foot forward, if you will. 
Yeah. And Annette, who had the comment that we read from Instagram, is actually with us in our live audience on what you were saying, Amy. I mean, she's so right. Annette is saying, who's paying that close attention to you? Just wear the same seven to 10 outfits. Well, when you're going to government, apparently, especially given the sort of not nice uh, social media response to um, AOC. So no politics, not taking any political stance here, but just as a human, not nice what they said, just not nice. Um, People are scrutinizing these congresswomen, um, but in real life, probably not as much, right? You can probably, as Annette here says in our audience, you can probably wear the same seven to 10 outfits. You should wear whatever makes you feel comfortable that suits your work environment and that fits your budget bottom line. Um, you might get a little tired of wearing the same seven, which I, which might be the case. So in that case, just giving different resourceful ideas for how you can mix it up. Yeah. And by the way, we didn't even touch on this. What about those generally male uh, leaders who wear the same outfit every day? I mean, it's the same. It's different. We, we presume it's a different piece of actual clothing, but the same look every day. And they're allotted for it. Just saying, right? Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a lot of less pressure perhaps for them in a style sense. Yes. All right. My takeaway, um, in addition to what I just said, is just that dressing for a first job is a challenge because even if you will make money, you often don't have the money yet. So I love the suggestions like Rent the Runway and other services that can be lifesavers. Don't be shy about repeating outfits. Just channel your inner, inner Tiffany Haddish with her signature Alexander McQueen dress. Remember that? So so Tiffany Haddish, the comedian and actress, which is, she had this fabulous white dress that she, it's like a ball gown and she had to, she wore it a few times and people started noticing and she was like, look, I paid for it myself. It wasn't comped. I'm going to keep wearing it, right? <laughs> yes. A stunning gown will always make a great statement. <laughs> so before I let you go, I want to ask you about something because Thanksgiving for a lot of us is going to be really hard this year. We're not seeing our relatives, but there is something we can do with our families to kind of learn more about our heritage. And this is kind of the perfect time of year to do that, right? I think everybody's looking for unique ways to spend family time and to connect in new ways and maybe uncover past histories and, and forging new family history forward. So I did some work this past fall with Ancestry, and they, they rarely have these wonderful specials to kind of encourage people to start um, on the site. And right now with some of their subscriptions, they're offering 20% off from now through uh, the end of November. So that's pretty exciting and a great opportunity. If you've always, I was one of those people who always thought, oh gosh, I really, really want to do that. Um, and finally had a chance to do so. What's really fun about them also is that you get to sit down with your kids and we discovered that I have Dutch heritage and German heritage and uh, just a whole assortment of ethnicities that I wasn't even aware of. Of, uh, which of course is now their heritage. So just a lot of fun, different uh, offerings there. I'm almost scared though to know, but I think we have to face our fears. And I think what you're <laughs> saying and the way that your face, your face is lighting up. I mean, people, we record mm -hmm. this, you can see us live on the Money with Friends YouTube channel. So come check it out there as well. Cause you can see Amy's face kind of lit up when she was talking about all the different things that she discovered through ancestry. It sounds so cool. And it is something you could do sort of and share with relatives over zoom if you can't or whatever you remotely, um, over Thanksgiving, if you can't be together, it's a really cool family bonding thing that you can all share. So I'm excited excited for that. Now I know you're going to be on the, the fourth hour of the today show. I said it was Wednesday. It's actually Thursday. So that's my mistake. So everybody it's Thursday that Amy is going to be on there. Anything else we need to know? We're going to have you back tomorrow on Wednesday's oh, show well. here. 
right? I have to save something for tomorrow. Yeah. Save something (laughs) for tomorrow. Um, Amy, thank you so much for being with us. Your handle on social media is Amy E. Goodman. Everybody make sure to follow her. Everybody follow us at Money Friends Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And we will be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about, um, what are we talking about tomorrow? Seven ways holiday shopping will be different this year and what you need to know. So who could be better for that than Amy Goodman? All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. The show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.